All right, are you ready? Thank you. One person. Well, that was fun this week, was it not? What a breath of fresh air. Boy, that's a preaching machine, isn't he? You know, we just went out to Del Frisco's with him. What is today? Today, Wednesday? Yesterday. We had a ball. Steak was good. Uh, he invited us. We let him pay for it. It's rare that I go anywhere. Anybody pays for anything except me, you know. But when someone else pays, I just let them, you know. We had a lady the other day, Sunday, um, Sunday morning, I walked into Panera Bread and some church member ran up and paid my, my lunch. I thought, that don't happen much. But occasionally, I think my giving comes back. Amen. But anyway, are you all ready for the word? I'll tell you who she was. She's a lady sitting right next to Debbie. Give her a hand. You know, it's kind of humbling because I always do the paying. And, and so it, sometimes when someone offers, I have to stop and go, let them. Yeah. I mean, I really have like, I just don't do that much. But anyway, the other day um, with Jonathan and I were, were talking and he, he began to talk about when he gets back home to Pennsylvania and starts, he's going to do the, the first uh, broadcast on the end times. And one of the things that I want you to start thinking about right now is that the world we're in is hungry, and they know something's up, and they don't know really what it is. They don't know where to find all of this in their Bible. But America has not bought the lie that the rest of the world has to the degree that many other countries have, because in our upbringing, everybody is sort of going, is this the Antichrist? Is this the mark? And I don't think it is, but it definitely is a precursor. Amen. So God, go to Isaiah 60, verse 1, and I want to talk to you. We're going to talk about what time is it. What, in the scope of history, what time is it? How much longer do we have? If someone asks you that question, could you answer them? Are we guessing? Well, there's going to be a little bit of guessing. Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise and shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Now look at the two verses. The light's coming on you, darkness on the earth. Deep darkness, the people, but the Lord will arise over you. His glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles, that's the lost, shall come to your light. Kings, those are Christians, to the brightness of your rising. There are the best days and the worst days are ahead. Now that may sound like an oxymoron. It really depends on whose side you're on and what you are doing. Now I'm doing this because I want to encourage you and I want to kind of help you with a thoughts with what do we do now? How do we handle this? We're all, we're hearing this everywhere we go now to the point that we're sitting there going, is there even any hope? All right, there actually is. Matthew 24, go to Matthew 24 with me. Let's go back over to what Jesus said. 24, verse 1. 
Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and the disciples came to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus says, Do you not see these things? As surely I say to you, not one stone will be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. In other words, he says, Jerusalem will be destroyed. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will these things be? First question. What will be the sign of your coming? Second question. And the end of the age. Those are three different questions, even though we think they're all one. And Jesus answered said, Take heed, no one deceive you. Stop right there. It stands to reason, and I'm going to say this to you, and I don't ever want you to forget it. The number one issue that you'll be faced with now will be deception. Bar none. And Sunday, this coming Sunday, I'm going to preach on overcoming fear. Because Satan's kingdom is run by fear like God's is run by faith. You and I are going to have to learn how to have no part in fear. And you may think, well, how do you do that? You can't do it. You can't do it. Well, apparently you can. And we don't have any more business with fear than we do dope. And we're going to have to learn to walk and not walk by fear at all. Because that is the way Satan is ruling. And that's why the United States and the world is messed up. He's lying and he's a master liar and he's not going to repent anytime soon. And his kids are all liars. And we're starting to see it in blatantly, aren't we? Okay, deception will be the biggest issue. And I could spend a week on that right there and, and not cover it. For many will come in my name and say, I'm the Christ, deceive many. The, the word Christ means anointed, I'm anointed, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the voice. And you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. You need to see that you're not troubled. You're going to have to make up your mind not to get troubled. All these things must come to pass. You're not going to stop it with your faith. That the end is not yet, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilences. You never saw that before. You're like, ah, I think I know what that is. And earthquakes in various places. What happened in Haiti the other day? 7.2. And all of these are the beginning of what? Sorrows. Now, let me start off right here by making a statement to you, and I'm going to read the rest of this in just a second. I'm going to make a, I'm going to say something very bold. We're there. And we've been there since October of last year. We're right there. Now, are we in the trib yet? Uh, uh. We'll, we'll discuss that. We'll get into that tonight. Because sometimes we're going to have to speculate on some stuff. But the fact is, and this is where I want to go tonight, you need to... Start thinking seriously about the fact that your time here is short. We've got to get over this 401k, uh, retire with the grandkids. You just get over that now. Just get over it. And that's been a part of the American psyche for so long. And this is the way we have heard the rapture. And it's been preached this way. That one day, God's going to go, boom, church is going to leave. The next day, the Antichrist is going to step forward. All hell is going to break loose, and there's going to be seven bad years. Wrong. Yeah. Never has been that way. Yeah. He always, it, 
we're already in the beginning of sorrows. Mary Fran said the church is in the birth canal. We're headed quickly to the millennial reign and the soon return of Jesus Christ to the earth. That is actually going to happen. Now, I'm disappointed in Trump, but Jesus will come back. Trump might. Jesus will. Trump comes back, I'll be happy, but he's got a lot of crap to put up with when he gets back. All right, let's finish reading this. They are going to deliver you up to tribulation. You don't want to read that. Mark it out of your Bible. Pretend like it's not in there. We just don't like that word. And they'll even kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended. Have you ever seen so many? And I'm talking Christians. Betray one another and hate one another. False prophets will rise and deceive many because they want to be deceived. Lawlessness will abound and the love of many, talking about Christians because you have love, is going to grow cold. He who endures to the end will be saved and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations and the end will come. Now, I want to make a statement right now because everything needs to go. We've got to to start thinking, what are we doing here? What in the world are we doing? I mean, if we're not just waiting for retirement, what are, what are we doing? Well, I think it's time for the church, and I'm not calling you to become evangelist. I'm not asking you to travel to China or to Russia or Cambodia. But I am going to tell you that it's time for us to become very focused on the fact that there's people everywhere around us that are deceived, and they're going straight to a devil's hell and you're in my primary objective for waking up in the morning and drinking a cup of coffee is the world around us is going to hell and you're a part of the salvation of that. That means that your lukewarm, lazy days, they're over. Because when, you know, I, I talked to the mayor the other day about getting um, Jonathan in the downtown of Popka on a platform in a tent, and he said, let's do it. Now, let me, let me give you a four-letter curse word. I'm fixing to just curse. Work. Work. I mean, I don't want to hear, well, you know, I'm pretty busy. I don't, no, I don't want to hear it. Change whatever you're going to do. If you're going to do it, it's, in other words, you know, the reason that we haven't done it up until now is because there's so much effort goes into getting some, I mean, you know, who cares whether they go to hell or not? Are y'all out there? You go. You better start caring where they go to hell. So I want it. I want it in the city, because I want people to walk. I don't want anybody to go. I don't have a car. Well, you can walk. If we don't do it in in there, I want to rent the VFW. But I think the next time, because it was obvious that we really don't have room here for a real revival. I just hope that you figured that out. You're just like. I mean, if we cranked up the advertisement, nobody at Word of Life would have had a seat because they they come late. Everybody from Tampa was here one hour before the service began. If I stepped on your toes, that's all right. Get you some shoe polish and clean them up. I'm I'm being serious. I mean, you know, y'all weren't ready for. Where's my seat? They're mine. 
If that's you, if that's you, don't get mad at me. Just suck it up and get that was me and repent and ask God to forgive you. I want to show you a video right now, and um, it's 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 well anyway. It's it's not conspiracy theory. It's an Infowars video on a lady telling us how they planned the pandemic 12 years ago to kill off 90% of the people in the earth. Yeah, you know what they planned 12 years ago? Start the flu, get it to a pandemic level, start vaccinating people, put squalene in it, and kill you. Because the New World Order has a design in the last days to get rid of useless eaters. You are scum. They're tired of you. They're tired of the poor people. They're tired of, of, of Muslims. They're tired of blacks. They're tired of rednecks. They're tired of all trashy, worthless people. 90% of the people on the earth, according to the New World Order, need to die. This, I've known this for years. I've, this is not anything new to me. And I've, I've, I hesitate to even say anything because you look at me like, right. Well, I'm fixing to show you that I'm not wrong. This is the nurse to the hierarchy, which is white power in Europe. It is really, it does exist. Group of elitists who think they're God's gift to the planet and everybody else, the whole planet needs to be given to them. Y'all may think, that's sick. It is. One world government, one world religion, one world monetary system, and you think, that's conspiracy. Have you even been reading the newspaper, watching news lately? Do you think that, that all of this, that, that you're screaming and hollering is going to change their mind? That they're, Biden is smoking crack from morning till night. He doesn't need to do anything but show up at a desk, take a picture of him. There's, the, he's not running the nation. They're not going to change their agenda. They've, got, they've been doing this since the 60s, and they're not going to go, oh, the patriots are upset, and so we're wrong, and let's change. Right. No, they're not. Right. One, one world order is, is number one, agenda one. And, and, and all the rich people who are buying into the utopia we are going to live through it, and all the scum's going to die. Those are the ones that will look at you on the airplane and go, get a mask on, scumbug. Uh -huh. And you're going, well, do you not care? No, they don't. Where did this all begin with um, people like Hitler? Did you know Hitler came to America to learn how to kill people? Did you know back in California in the... I think in the 60s, 
they were sterilizing people already? Do you know what Planned Parenthood is? The elimination of blacks. If you don't know that, go home study it. That's what it was for. And they'll tell you that. Don't buy into the junk. Are they creating the strife in America? They are. They want you to kill each other. Man, here's a gun, here's a gun. Y'all hate each other. Hey, just get it going. Biden pulling out of um, Afghanistan? Planned. Russia's now flexing its muscles against Israel. The Ezekiel 38 war is on the horizon. Never mind. Hit play. Crank it up. I want you to hear it. It's going to take about five minutes, three to five minutes. Labo is a top medical doctor, and she was also the wife of General Stubblebein, the former head of U.S. Special Forces in the Army, who treated heads of states of major governments and royalty in Europe. And they told her, as their medical doctor, the plan to depopulate in the Great Calling with the WTO, the UN, doing it through the vaccines, how they would claim there wasn't enough vaccines. So they would then add dangerous chemicals to them to make them more powerful, which is what they've all done now. So here is the censored report. We're going to post the full show at band.video. But here is four minutes and 15 seconds of myself and Dr. Labo laying it all out 12 years ago. How could we do that? We didn't just make this up and it magically all happened the way we said. No. She had the sources, and I had also done major research on government documents like State Department Memorandum 200 from Henry Kissinger that also laid out plans for depopulation. So here is the video that has the globalists so scared because it exposed the Great Reset 11 plus years before they launched it. There's an entire agenda afoot to force the population to undergo different type of medical treatments, namely vaccines. We're seeing a medical tyranny being set up, not just in the United States, but worldwide under the UN and the World Health Organization. Who's behind all this? The Bilderberg Group. They want a planetary dictatorship so they can carry out their forced depopulation agenda. And they want to do it through the medical system. And that's why vaccines are so important. We know that many of these vaccines turn out to have serious adverse reactions. This is being done by design. They kill you slowly over time. That's why they're called soft kill. And I've got an insider I think you should really talk to, Dr. Rima Labo. But she doesn't live inside the United States because she's so concerned about all the police state developments that are taking place. As soon as you and I finish, I'm leaving the country again. Why? Because in a very short time, not today, not tomorrow, but very soon, we'll be facing compulsory vaccination under the mistaken term of voluntary vaccination. Not last month. First of all, let's start with the fact that the World Health Organization 
has decided that we have 90% too many people. The World Health Organization has been working since 1974 on vaccines to create permanent sterility. This process has already been ongoing. To make matters worse, we know that the vaccines that were illegally approved by the FDA contain a substance called squalene. Squalene, an organic compound used in vaccines to stimulate the immune system and increase the response. If I inject you with squalene, your immune system will attack the squalene, but then it starts attacking all of the parts of your body. What does that look like when you meet a person to whom that is happening? It looks like Gulf War syndrome. It looks like every joint in the body swollen and intolerably painful and immobilized. This is in these shots they're going to give us? It's in some of them, but the U.S. government has a trick up their sleeve. They will induce a pandemic using the nasal mist vaccine, which is a live attenuated virus. That means that if I take it, I can infect you. You're going to get the flu. Everybody around us is going to get the flu. Then the United States government, based on their statements that they've already made, will say, oh my, we have a pandemic. Oh my goodness, we don't have enough doses. So we'll admix squalene at the 90,000 injection stations that the Department of Health and Human Services announced that they will ship the vaccines to. People lining up, sometimes by the hundreds, for an H1N1 flu shot. What that means is a holocaust, a genocidal holocaust. Men and women will sicken and die, and those who survive will be infertile. Let me tell you a story. In 2003, I had a patient in my drug-free medical practice who was a head of state. And one day she said, you know, it's almost time for the great culling to begin. The what? That's what I said, the what? She said the great culling, C-U-L-L-I-N-G, when you thin the herd. I said, what are you talking about? She said, it's almost time for the useless eaters to be culled. And she said, those are the people who are consuming our non-renewable natural resources. I said, who are the people who make the this decision? Few. She said, we, the aristocrats. Stop there. That concern you. I think I have some good news. They have not injected everybody with squalene. Yeah, amen. If you've been taking a vaccine, stop. Yeah. Now, amen. you say, well, I want to go overseas. Email them. <laughs> Send them a Bible. In other, are y'all listening to me? This is not a joke, guys. This is not a conspiracy theory. This was 12 years ago, and she told it exactly like we're watching it right now. And we've still got people going, well, you need to get the vaccine. Vaccines don't stop 
the flu. There is no vaccine that has ever fixed the flu. Polio, yes, but not a flu. You can't do it with a vaccine. But every time some doctor who has enough intelligence stands up and says anything, then they get him off of Facebook and YouTube. They don't want you to know that's called deception. Oh, did we read that anywhere? So are they deceiving people? Though absolutely they are. So this thing's been going on, and it's more than just Biden and Obama and Hillary. Matter of fact, when Hillary did not win the election because they were stealing it, we would have never known how they were stealing elections had not uh, uh, Trump gained so much ground that he got in. And so Hillary, like, what happened? I mean, it, they've been doing this since the 70s. They've been, Bush was put in. Obama was put in. Biden was put in. I mean, don't, don't look at me in that tone of voice. So where do we go from here? Do we fight for our rights? Well, we're going to fight like crazy to the best of our ability. We're not laying down, but there's something a little bigger going on here. We are living in the last of the last days. We're going to get to see it begin. Will we be here through the whole thing? We will not. Go to Revelation chapter 14. Are y'all all right? It's, see, listen, if you don't know this, you're just going to sit around in la-la land. I'm not trying to scare you, and we're going to talk Sunday morning about how the fear of death, man through the fear of death has all his life in bondage. How long, everybody in here, you are going to die someday. Not a hundred years from now. Not a thousand years from now. Some of you, in a few years from now. It's inevitable. You're leaving the planet. Get over being afraid to die. Get over it. It's not the end of your life. You step out of here into glory and it is about time the church had a more realization that heaven is better and more real than being here and quit whining every time somebody talks about you dying. When I'm done here, I want to go home. I don't want to hang out here in a nursing home. I ain't going to no nursing home. All right. But it's amazing to me how many people, their life ends at death. That's bone. Excuse me, I thought you were a Christian. When, you know, people talk about when my mama died, my mama died, my mama died. 20 years later, they're grieving. And they're in heaven. They're in heaven. You're grieving over you. You're acting like they're gone and you'll never see them again. Well, then you get saved. Woo! Man, I mean, I don't need to get into Sunday morning already on you. I mean, is it real or not? Do we have a, do we have a thousand years of millennial rain coming around the corner? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Soon, very soon. All right. All right, Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. Are you there? I'm waiting on you. Actually, I'm not there. I, I, there's some of this I've just, 
I just hesitated to even bring it up. I've, I've been studying this for years. Amen. I studied it. I preached it a little bit not too long ago. But anyway, Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. We're not here. This is not us now. But I'm going to show you what God is going to have the church preaching in the last days on the earth. These are the sermons he's sending to the church and to the preachers in the world. And we'll get into the church at that time. Whether There may be some adjustments from what we see. Verse 6. I saw another angel, Angelos, flying in the midst of heaven and having an everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, every nation, every tribe, every tongue, and every people. In other words, the primary goal is going to be the preaching of the gospel. Not the preaching of the Constitution. Not the stick around. It's to get in here get them saved and get out alright get the gospel out the world still has not heard the gospel like it needs to hear it that is the reason you heard me make a statement Sunday morning about financially getting behind Jonathan the men and women who are starting to put up platforms in the middle of cities and preaching to the city must return to this nation are y'all getting this and Jonathan, when every time he's ever done this, he gives out flat screen TVs and he gives out food and, and every redneck in town comes and, and he went to some place where it was nothing but a big drug, meth, uh, cocaine city. I mean, and it didn't shock him that every deplorable on the planet came to his meeting. And he was getting them born again like flies because they're not going to church. But they'll come to a platform where someone gives them a TV set and they heard the gospel and he had how many people? Several thousand people born again on a platform in West Virginia. And he had another one Easter of last year even during COVID and people tried to shut him down and he just got on. It started raining and people stayed. Anyway, people like him, it's about time they started returning. I've been praying for years that that ministry gift would return to America. And I asked Lisa one day, where's Billy Graham? Well, y'all are exciting to preach to. I'm going to go into the Baptist church next Wednesday night. I saw another angel flying, the gospel, saying with a loud voice, fear God. Do you think that should be a message? Do you think that we should ever start hearing messages on the fact that you need to start fearing God and not man and fearing God and not COVID? And what does God have to say about the way you're living your life? If you have enough fear of God, you'll quit. I like something Jonathan said. You know, he says, don't make me a counselor. You come to me with a drug problem, my answer is quit. Stop. Well, why is it that I gave up my drugs, my Playboys, and my penthouse, and my Wii magazines on the day I got saved? Why it didn't take me no 20 years of, of finally giving up the last cigarette. I dear, got saved one day and got free the next. Okay, never mind. Fear. Is it going to be okay if I start expecting the people in this church that are Christians to be on fire? Yes. Is that okay? Because I'm just going to say this and don't. I'm really tired of pastoring a lukewarm church. I mean, I'm really, I'm really sick of it. Half-baked, come when you dang well want to come to church, Christian. 
and never want anybody to the Lord and you about as worthless. Listen, if he died for you and went into hell in your place, you ought to at least get to church on time. No, I mean, I'm just going to get rant here for a minute. The, being walking close to God is a choice. It has nothing to do with your circumstances. You, uh, listen, I've never backslid. I've been saved 45 years. I have, I have never touched anybody but my own wife. I can't handle but one. But anyway, maybe that's just me. Y'all are all kind of quiet anyway. Fear God and give glory to him for the hour of judgment has come and worship him who made heaven, earth, and sea and the springs of water. And another angel followed and said, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, the great city, because she's made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Someone said, well, that was New York City. I don't know, but I think the economy is going to tank. I don't mean right now, anytime soon. A third angel followed and said with a loud voice, If any man worships the beast and his image and receives his mark in his forehead or his hand, he himself shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of holy angels and the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and receives the mark and his name here is the patience of the saints I thought they were gone y'all went real quiet you know what they're saying if you don't take the mark you can't go to work if you don't take the mark you can't get on an airplane what are we going to do pastor how are we going to work if I don't take the vaccine start a business if, I mean, get a Bible. Get a Bible and open it up and start asking God because either he lied or he did not. Lukewarm will not work. Are y'all listening to me? You're going to have to get a hold of God. And people come to me all the time and ask me, what do I do, what do I do? And here's my new answer. I don't know. You go ask him. Well, I don't have that close relationship. Might be time to begin one. Oh, I don't hear from God very good. I guarantee you, you will soon. <laughs> I'm going to be like Jonathan. My counseling sessions are going to get real short. Amen. Am I being too strong with y'all? Okay. All right. Revelation 6. And then I'm going to read something to you. Anyway, that's what's going to start being preached. God is going to have people reading that, I mean, doing that. And I want to read something to you. This is actually a good one. Here is a letter written um, from Mario Murillo um, to the church, and uh, Lee Thompson sent it, and Lisa printed it off for me, but I'm going to read it to you, and it has to do with the same thing that I'm talking about right now. A condensed report from Reverend Mario Murillo, it seems that the left wants to lock down our nation again. Got a brand new virus coming, worse than the last, nothing stops it, become afraid again. Pandemics created on purpose. What will this do to our nation, the Church of the United States of America? Is revival still possible? Is the latest threat the death knell of our nation as we know it? 
Can our nation be saved now? I have probably asked that question in prayer more than anyone. Is the United States so far gone and destruction so inevitable that there is any hope for the U.S.? I don't want to give you a false answer or an idealistic pep talk. My intention is simply to tell you the truth. The threat is very real. And here is what God said to me. The lockdown will not come. The work of God will not stop or slow down, but the church must get to work. Our days are being laxer over. We got an election coming up for the mayor of the city coming in March. Now, the guy that's running against him, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Kyle Becker's a pretty fair dude. But he's never written a paycheck in his life. He's a boy. Thank y'all. Yeah. Boy, so will there be lying? There will be a lot of lying. Will there be corruption? There will be a lot of corruption. But you and I are going to have to start learning how to put not perfect men, but men who know Jesus, men who've been around a little bit, and men who have more common sense than the other guy. We're going to have to start learning that you're going, you and I have to start working on a local level. You want to stay free and you don't want to lock down. You need to make sure who's sitting at the city hall is not swinging by here and telling us to lock down. Then we need to get rid of the sheriff of Orange County. We've got work to do, guys. We've got work to do. Okay. Then back to the citywide crusade. I mean, why don't we just drive right into Satan's back door and set up a tent and preach the gospel and get all the drug dealers in the city born again and the politicians. Anyway, I want to tell you something right now. I'm just going to brag on myself a little bit. In the mayor's prayer breakfast, I'm the only one that ever gave an altar call. And prayed with every 500 politicians out there. We're having an altar call. It's called. I had a guy call me on the phone the other day. I, t- I called him on the phone. And in the middle of our conversation, he was talking about how his pastor of his new church has been preaching against abortion. And, and I said, bravo. And he said, well, people who are radical like you. And I stopped him dead on the phone, and I had a talk to him. I said, you call yourself a patriot. Why didn't you call me bold? Why did you call me radical? This is the reason we, I'm talking to this man who's a high-dollar businessman and a popular. This is the reason we have a problem in our city, sir. You're, you're trashing out a bold man of God who's voicing truth. And you're screaming that we're not preaching truth and then you call me radical. Why don't you just call me bold and quit, quit throwing me under the bus? Yeah. I said, I'm telling you, I'm normal and all the other pastors are gutless cowards. Did you hear me? He said, yes, sir, I did. Amen. Come on. Why is anybody who stands up and preaches truth radical? I said to him, 
Jesus was radical. John the Baptist was radical. David was radical. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was radical. And it appears to me, sir, I am running in a good crowd. How about you? He said, I apologize. I said, thank you, I receive it. I'm not going to sit back anymore and have people call me names. You're crying about the state of America and then you want to think that there's something inherently wrong with a person who gets up and preaches truth? Oh, you scare me. And the left doesn't? That's radical. Gay is radical. Left is radical. Killing innocent babies is radical. Preaching the Bible, it's not radical. Thank you all. Well, I mean, I'm just going to get fired up here for a minute. All right, are you ready? The lockdown will not come. Say amen. Amen. The work of God is not going to stop or slow down, but the church has got to get to work. We've got to stop predicting and boasting about an instant miracle here and there in America. And many who have put exaggerated claims, compensating for their own doubt. If truly you believe that God could save America, you'd do a lot less talking and get to work. Prophecies are well and good, but we're going to have to roll up our sleeves and show God by our actions that we believe the promise of revival. Here are the steps I believe God wants us to take and turn our nation back. Mobilize the Christians. This is a two-edged sword. You've got to mobilize the laity. Every believer in business, education, law enforcement, and yes, politicians must surrender their influence to God. You must fire up the pastors to preach fire and millions of Christians who live here. There is no place now for the pastor who wants to stay neutral. Do not waste your time sitting under the ministry of a voice that refuses to take the word of God and thrust it at the enemy. Find a house of worship that is ready to contend for righteousness by speaking out. That's not your church? Find one. Both of these branches must come together. This means we drop our differences and meet at the foot of the cross. That is our sacred common ground. Think local, not so national. Do what you can where you are. Sharpen your facts and your presentation. Get prepared to speak up in your community. When these two forces come together, school boards will tremble. Leftists instigators will fold their tents and we will win elections, stage mass evangelistic meetings that declare signs and wonders. Anyway, I could go on. This is not the only page on there. There's more pages in there. Say amen. amen. Revelation chapter 6. Are you ready? I'm going to throw an idea. I'm going to throw something at you. I'm just going to to throw it at you. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm just going to throw it. First of all, before I do that, let me ask you a question. How long do we have? Nine years. Do you all know where that came from, nine years? Where am I getting nine years? Where did Mary Fran get nine years? How long has it been since Jesus rose from the dead? Almost 2,000. When is the date? What is the 2,000 year date? 2,029. 
We do not start time from the time Jesus was born. That is what the whole church is doing right now. This time did not change at the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. Time changed. The fulcrum of time is the cross. It is when Jesus rose from the dead. Bang! The moment he was made righteous in the pits of hell and, and the old covenant ended, the new covenant began, time as we know it completely changed in the world and will forever be changed. We're in a brand new dispensation and a brand new millennial and, and, and the last days began. Jesus said they were the last days 2,000 years ago. So, 2,000 years, and we've heard about the, the, the God made the earth in, in six days, the seventh day rested. The, six, the end of, of 6,000 years from Adam is 2039. 2,000 years from Jesus is 2029. Which date am I going by? Both. I'm not quite sure. That's, that's why I'm quite, I'm like, I don't know exactly which one to go by here. But let's just go 239 and subtract seven. How close are we? Close. Now, what is Agenda 2020? Does anybody know what Agenda 2020 was? Does anybody know what it was? Bill Gates and all them got together. Bill Gates and the New World Order back in the 70s got together and decided they were going to bring in a New World Order by now. And they failed. They changed it to 2030. They came up with a new date. It's not going quite as planned. Amen. They didn't ready. They didn't think Trump was going to get in. They didn't know the church was going to read. They didn't know God was going to do anything. They didn't even believe in God. Are y'all out there? Yes. So they changed the date to 2030 or 2029. So does God ever do anything right on the moment? Well, he's got his moment. But there's a few places in the Bible you need to know about. God told the children of Israel they were going to come out of Egypt at a certain, so many years. And yet it took a few longer because they weren't praying. Right. So anyway, so do I know exactly September 2029 rapture takes? I don't, I don't know that. And I'm going to say this. You and I don't have 10 more years on this planet if we do. Yeah. Now, do anybody know what month the asteroid and the year it's supposed to hit that they, that they are watching closely. Is it 2027? 2027 or 8 or 9? Wormwood. Wormwood? That's in the book of Revelation. That it will happen. That's not, a, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's in the book of Revelation. When every mountain in the earth will shake. I want you to say, I, I don't, don't want to be here. I don't either. So, well, y'all are quiet. I'm trying to explain to you that time as we know it has changed. Our thinking about what we do every day and how we live must change. Your half-baked prayer life, Bible study, church going really needs to change. The church is not ready for Jesus. I have a personal opinion. I may get stoned for, for saying this. I think God is going to allow you to go through hell to wake you up. That you are not the God you thought you were. Americans are very arrogant. 
We got our 401k, we got our job, we got Yeah, baseball's on Sunday. I won't be here. <laughs> Revelation 6, 1. I saw the lamb open the seal, and I heard one of the four living creatures and said with a loud voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given him. And he went out conquering and to conquer. What is the word corona? Crown. Crown. Now, I'm not saying that's what this is. But why would God miss the opportunity for the greatest pandemic and deception in the earth ever to not at least write one scripture about it? World is shut down, not opening up. People around the world are fighting right now to not be vaccinated. You got government officials wanting to vaccinate kids to stop a flu. They're, they're crazy as heck. You know, put no vaccine in no kid I know. Listen, it, we're, maybe I need to get up and preach another sermon called You Need to Learn How to Fight. Let's go to Afghanistan for a minute. 20 years we've been over there and spent $245 billion and they still don't have an army? Don't look at me in that tone of voice. I know that y'all pray for the Christians. No. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm compassionate. But good God Almighty... The Taliban just took over all of America's guns. Why in the Sam Hill did not somebody in Afghanistan get the guns? Yeah, come on. Pray we want to get on the plane and come with you. We've just been sitting around on their hallelujahs for 20 years and doing nothing. Yeah. Amen. While we feed them and take care of them. And, so, and we've lost 5,000 men over there taking care of people who are too lazy to defend themselves. Yeah. Now, that's my opinion. It's only my opinion. Well, y'all are, well, y'all are wonderful. Do I want anybody to die? No. Do I want the church? Listen. Um, mm. I, don't, I'm not, I don't have a death wish on me either. But I think the day comes, I'm going to say, praise the Lord. I'll see you in a minute. You say, well, there's no reason for them to die early. What's 30 years in 100 million? Not a lot of time. Now, is there anything wrong? I mean, these are radical. The Afghan people are just as, they're just as radical as the rest of them. And I think they all know how to shoot. Are y'all okay? I personally also believe that God's getting our troops out before the Ezekiel War. Because he's going to rain fire, fire and brimstone down that hole.
because right now Russia has told Israel to shut up for the first time because he, they know Biden's not going to do anything about it. Yeah, he won't either. And they're now in bed with Iran and, and could easily start supplying nuclear weapons. And they may be telling Israel soon, keep your airplanes out of Syria or we will, or we will come after you. That's called the Ezekiel 38 war. Can I tell you what's going to, can I tell you my perspective of what's about to happen? I just, I could be wrong, but I think. Yeah. For the Antichrist to come, people have to want peace. They're going to beg him to come. The whole world's going to beg him to come. Mm -hmm. Why? I think the Ezekiel 38 war is going to kick that off. I think it's going to be the precursor that when everybody that from Russia and Iran and Turkey and Syria, uh, who am I leaving out? China maybe, I don't know, that's a good point. Kush is the African, I don't know where that is. God's going to rain hell, fire, and brimstone down on them and 70-something percent of them, God's going to kill them. And the whole world's going to go, Shandai, don't mess with Israel. But I think the Israelis, you think that the Jewish nation is all godly. Tel Aviv is Sodom and Gomorrah. Thank y'all. They got as many strip clubs and homosexual bars as, as New York City does. And you think everybody in Israel that's Jewish believes their Bible. They do not. And they're just, they want to be normal like everyone else in the world. And they're tired of their Jewish roots. And they're going to accept anybody coming here and getting this stinking temple and stop this stuff. Yeah, that's true. I think the Ezekiel 38 war is going to create it, and we're watching it form. Yeah. Okay, I know y'all are excited. Verse and a white horse. Doesn't that little remind you of a doctor's coat? <laughs> it says, and they went out conquering and to conquer. He had a bow. He didn't even have any arrows. Which means that it's deception. It didn't say how they conquered. It just said they were conquering. Now, why is that controversial? Because the church in America has preached for the last 50 years that the tribulation period begins when the rapture is gone. So that can't happen until the church is gone. But I'm not quite sure that's true, especially since we're talking the beginning of sorrows. This, I may be right and I may be wrong. I'm not being dogmatic. I'm just looking at it going, whoo, looks interesting to me. White horse, red horse is to kill each other. Black horse is a lack. Pale horse is, is the color green, pale it's the word green. It's, it's chlorus in the Greek. It means that's the color of Islam. And one-fourth of the earth is going to die by their hand. Well, that's a huge group of people. And I think there's a war coming over there. I don't think that's talking about America and everybody else. I just think that th there's an area of the world that's going to go to a massive war. And that's what that's talking about, the, the uh, Ezekiel 38 war. Anyway, then martyrs. Um, 
and then wrath. Go to, um, wow, wow. Y'all just write this in your Bible just for you to have it for, for fun. Chapter 8, verse 1, um, 7, verse 9 through 13 and through 18 is, is talking about the rapture of the church. In other words, there's a group of people leaving and standing before the throne of God, and then chapter 8, verse 1. And I'm going to show you something. If you got chapter 6, verse 16, put it on the screen. I want to, I want to show you this. This is my observation because of studying I've done. I don't know everything. We see no mention of a rapture except right before wrath. But the tribulation period is not wrath. It's trouble. It's not the wrath of God. Look at this scripture. And he said to the mountains and the rocks, follow us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. The only mention of the wrath is after the sixth is in the seventh seal. Yeah. Are y'all out there? Yeah. So it appears to me is there is a time period of trouble. Now, we're going to go to the book of Daniel in a minute. We're going to talk about Daniel 70 weeks a little bit. So we'll have another handle on time. Of what's happening. Okay. So Matthew 25, 31. I think we need to go back there. Oh, y'all quiet like this. I'm just like, someone told me the other day, says, I think they're thinking. Well, think louder. Slower. 25, 31. And when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, and he'll sit on the throne in his glory... All the nations will be gathered before him, and he'll separate one from the others. A shepherd divides sheep from goats, and he'll set the sheep on the right hand, and the goats on the lever, and the king will say to those in the right hands, come. And he starts talking here about, the, about his return, all the way down to 46. He starts talking about the return of Jesus. We have so many scriptures, and I think it's time we started talking about it in church a lot more. Jesus left in the book of Acts and the angel says, don't you know he's returning the same way he's coming? We have a blessed assurance. We have a blessed hope. We, you and I are sitting here right now and I'm showing you that, it's that, that the whole world is going to be in a millennial reign where a lion will lay down with a lamb and there will be no more hospitals, there will be no more death, there will be no more dying and it could be as short as 10 years from right now. Could be. But if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, I don't want to be here after that. I'm going to be one of those that go, take me out of here. I asked the Lord when I got born again. A lady came to me and said, well, you know, Jesus could come at any minute, you know. And I hadn't been saved very long. And I bowed my head and I said, eh, is that true? He said, nope. He said, I said, how do I know when you're, going to be, when you're returning? He said, the church will be praying Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus. He said, when the church is on their face crying, come, 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 is when I'm coming. Not that we're bringing him back. It's going to get tough. So tough, you're going to be praying, oh, Jesus, return. I've heard people pray Maranatha a little bit lately. Get me, Jesus. Let me go. I want out of here. Okay. All right. So, so let's look at another one. 1 Corinthians 15. Man, I'm out of time, aren't I? How did that do that? 
Lion clock. Is this, does this help y'all a little bit? I don't want y'all, see, I'm going to tell you why I'm doing this. I, I'm, I'm tired of, of people just being so ignorant. And I'm just walking around to do, I can't wait till this is all over. And I'm like, honey, you wake up and smell the coffee. What are you, what are you doing? First Corinthians 15. I'm not afraid. 1551. Mm, yeah. I'm going to tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. I saw that in the nursery. Never mind. Y'all just slow. Golly. Not every baby will sleep, but they will all be changed. Okay. In, <laughs> I'm going to quit telling my jokes. Either y'all are just slow or I'm just. <laughs> in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, the trump will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. And this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal will put on immortality and this corruptible has put on incorruption. This mortal has put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O hell, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, but the strength of sin is the law. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, we will never die again. We will step out of this body and we're gone. We're out of here. All right. All right. Now let's go to the book of Daniel now. Let me, let me, page two, Daniel nine. I'm going to have to go fast. No, I don't want to make a series out of it. Y'all are already too quiet for me. Daniel 9, verse 24. Seventy weeks are determined for your people. Now, now mark that in your Bible. Here is the only catch that I have that, we, that the, it is the Jews that will be preaching the gospel in the seven years. And we will be gone. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just telling you that when he said this right here, it, it gave me a little bit of hope that the 70 weeks is, is talking to J Daniel about Jews, and this is one scripture where he is only talking about Jews. All right, so let me, let me finish this. 70 weeks are determined for your people and your holy city, which is Jerusalem. That's 490 years. He said that in 445 B.C. Now, to make an end of sin, reconciliation for iniquity, and bring in everlasting righteousness to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. That would be Jesus, right? Yes, say right. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince will be seven weeks and 62 weeks and the street will be built again in the wall in troublous times. And after 62 weeks, the Messiah will be cut off. That's 434 years. Now that happened exactly 29 AD. Look at me and go, thank you. Thank you. So that has already happened. Now what I'm going to read to you right now is that Daniel said to, the angel said to Daniel, 70 weeks are determined for your people. That means that what Jesus meant, 
that the time of the Gentiles will end. The, the Gentile time as we know it is going to end at the end of the sixth, at the end of Ezekiel 38 war when, whenever the Antichrist steps into the temple and makes a peace treaty with Israel and divides the land up between two different states and gives the Palestinians what they've been wanting all along. Their own state. And he's going to make peace. And the world is going to celebrate. But when you see it, if we're here, that is the first day of the last seven years. Are y'all out there? All right, we're close. So verse 27. He, the Antichrist, will confirm a covenant with many for how long? Seven years. One week. At the middle of it, three and a half years, he's going to come in and Daniel calls him the abomination of the desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel where he's going to take the sacrifice out of the temple and he's going to say, I'm God. And then the Jews are going to go, oh heck. And that is the beginning of the great tribulation. The great tribulation only lasts three and one half years, not seven all right. Whoo. So much, so much, so much. Uh, I'm going to show you that scripture I just quoted to you. Um, just write it down. 1139 says, And he shall act against the strongest fortress and a foreign god and acknowledge and advance his glory, and he'll cause them to rule, and he'll divide the land for gain. That's where I found the scripture that he's going to divide Israel up. Okay. Look at verse 32, 1132. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he will corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits. And those of the people who understand shall instruct many. Yet for many days they will fall by the uh, flame and sword and captivity. And, and, and un In other words, it looks to me like somebody's going to go through a... a, a, a because it talks in the book of Daniel about he, uh, he, uh, he attacks the saints. Now, now I could, I, we could do one of two things. Is he talking about everybody or just Jewish? I would like to believe that when he said Jewish time, we're gone. That would mean everybody's right. But they're speculating. Do y'all know what that means? You can't read this stuff and go, nope, that's what that means. No, you don't know. You're, you're guessing like everyone else. When it talks about Antichrist making war with the saints, okay, what saints? Never mind. Now, chapter 12, verse 1. At that time, talking about the time of the Antichrist, Michael will stand up. The great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. Again, you see Jews. And there will be a time of trouble such as never since there was a nation. This is the last three and a half years. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book of life. Okay. Now, now I don't know how to put all that together, guys. I mean, I'm not telling you I'm all-knowing. I know enough to read and not try to read what they taught me in Bible school into it. 
If it says something different, I just mark it and put a question mark by it. I, go, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. It seems to me that's the rapture. Now, there's another place in the book of Revelation. I don't have time to go over there. And many who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, verse 2, some to everlasting life, some to shave in everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Look at verse 4. Daniel, shut up these words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many will run to and fro. Knowledge will increase. Now this... Um, you, the book of Daniel is fantastic. You, just, it's, it's so much fun to read and to try to dig it all out and find out what's going on. But in the book of Revelation, there's another spot there. I'll have time tonight to get into it where it talks about right before wrath, there's this huge multitude of people in heaven. Then the next chapter is nuclear war. So, so I'm, I'm pretty convinced that Iran will get a nuke, nukes. See, Pakistan has nukes. Russia has nukes. And Russia and Iran are in bed. And Biden just released them to build some more nukes. Never mind. And so they're just crazy enough to start slinging them at each other. And that's, that's what the Bible calls the battle of Armageddon or the, or the wrath. Yeah. In other words, they're going to blow the whole darn earth up. Yeah. <laughs> but we won't be here. Amen. So there is a little bit of a yeah. watching this and going, we're getting out of here soon. <laughs> Man, this is going to be over. We're going we're gonna to sit up in heaven and go, pass the popcorn. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. <laughs> Say soon and very soon. soon Jesus is coming back. Did y'all enjoy this a little bit? Just, I wanted y'all to see that tonight. I wanted you to see what's really going on. I wanted you to see it is a new world order. I wanted you to see there's people on the earth. They're crazy. They're just crazy as kids. And they have full intentions on bringing that to pass. Bill Gates. There, I mean, I don't know who's. We really don't know who the big dogs in Europe are. We don't know that. I've been studying this. The 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 population reduction for probably twenty plus years. I just never thought to spend much time talking about it. No sense in scaring everybody. I had no proof other than I've been to Georgia and read the thing there where they the Stonehenge things where they talked about the New World Order and how they're going to take over the world and, de- and, and, and depopulate the earth. There's places all over the earth where they're, and they're real serious about it. Yeah. And even the Bible tells us this. They're, they're really going to try to do it. This is the devil. People need Jesus. No matter whether you like them or don't like them, they need Jesus. It's time for you and I as a church to unify around one mission. We need, we need to be a light in this city. Stop fighting over stuff that doesn't matter. 
There's no sense in it. God will iron it all out when he brings me to heaven and says he was the only one right. Yeah. Talking about me. Yeah. Probably not. I don't think that's going to be true. You ready to pray? Yeah. Heavenly Father, um, I pray that what I set out to accomplish tonight, I did. I pray that I woke this church up. I pray I wake us up to the fact that there's a greater cause going on in this earth right now than we have been a part of. We all want to take a break and rest. We'll have plenty of time to take a break in the days ahead. But right now, we've got work to do. It's time for us to be vocal. It's time for us to be strong. It's time for us to care about the lost people around us enough to share the gospel. It's time for us to draw near to you, to pray for people like we've never prayed before and start getting serious that this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the earth as a witness. And you left us here and filled us with the Holy Ghost for that purpose. That's why we're here. And I pray that we leave tonight not, not with a spirit of fear. We already see what the enemy's doing and we just know how to stay alive now. And not to be afraid of anything that's coming because in Egypt you made a difference. The children of Israel and the Egyptians. Children of Israel never lacked anything. In Goshen, they had light, they had food, they had water. They never had any of the plagues hit their, their houses at all. They won't hit ours. I pray that this church would get behind me in the days ahead when we have to get real strong on the issue of COVID or vaccines or children or schools or government to realize there's a higher law in this land. It's the law of God. And it's time we started obeying God, even if we have to disobey the government at times. They don't have a right to tell us to disobey the Bible. I pray that we'd go home tonight with a fresh revelation that maybe there's work to be done. And I pray they would jump with me and do it with joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm going to give you one commandment. Do not walk out of this church with a sad face. If your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you get a, you get a smile on your face. Just because you go through a little trouble. Amen? Y'all get out of here and go home. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button or you can text 407-955-5345 and remember our pastor's vision is this we grow Christians so we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time